Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. I'm Dr. Selena, and I am an organizational psychologist who has spent my career listening to, learning from, and leading conversations in hundreds of companies. It is this fascination with organizational effectiveness. No matter how many people are involved, what it takes, how it happens, and how we support people involved that drives me to continue the research, the learning, and the dialogue so that when people are cared for, we know organizations do better. In each episode of this podcast, you will hear a variety of ideas, approaches, some at the individual level, some of them for teams, and some of them at the organizational level, because that's really where I operate from, a systems viewpoint, how all the parts add up to and become even bigger and stronger than the system itself. We know in organizational systems, when you pull on one part of the system, other parts of the system feel it. And I will always encourage you, though, to start where you can. Influence from where you are. And while I will always hold leaders to higher levels of accountability, there is something each of us can offer in organizations, whether it's employment, volunteering, maybe it's a committee you serve on, We all have the opportunity to impact it and help create as well as help it evolve to be the kind of organization it is. I'd like to start today with a story. In my own household, when my older daughter had hit her teen years, she had to work through a number of health challenges. And while they certainly could have been worse, they were pretty frustrating for her. And we've been through several years of poking and prodding and appointments and travel. And we came to what we'd hoped at that point in time was one of the last stretches to health. And it was a physical therapy appointment where we showed up one day to start this series of sessions. And I look at my daughter and realize that she is just way over this. She is done. My pretty happy upbeat daughter is just really not wanting to be there. And while I could see that, and I certainly could understand why, we meet the new physical therapist and the new physical therapist is trying to do all the right professional things by making an early connection with this new patient, ask the new patient more about them and what their goals are and how he can be helpful. And I'm watching my daughter just not want to participate in the process. So we get past that early stage and they go out to the therapy area, to the equipment and the stations where where the rest of that work could be done. And I assume off to the big room, what I call the mom chair. I pulled up a chair, pulled out my book, let them do their work. And I recognized that throughout the therapy session, I continue to look over and I continued to see an interaction that was reflective of our first few minutes together. He'd ask her a question. She'd say, yep, Uh uh-huh. He'd ask for some clarity and ask her to describe something. And she'd give a few word answer. And he might even say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Could you repeat that? It was okay. I just knew it could have gone better. We were on our way out to the car after the appointment. And I said to my daughter, you know, he's just 
trying to help. If you could articulate to him, if you could share a little bit more with him, if you could speak up so he could hear you, this process would go so much smoother. And by the way, I bet you better, better outcomes. It would even be a shorter possible process. And I got the standard, okay, mom, yes, mom, I get it, mom, right? And that was our story. Well, here's what happened next. It was about a week later when we went in for the next appointment. And I quite frankly had pretty well forgotten about that first round. To me, it was done. Water under the bridge. So we go into the second appointment and I assume the mom chair with my book over to the side. And I look over to the therapy area somewhere in the midst of their appointment and they're laughing and they're talking and she's telling stories and they're working on what they're supposed to be working on. And I remember this. I looked up, looked over and went, huh, it's going better today. And I went back to my book. Here's what I learned. We walked out to the car after the appointment and my daughter stopped, looked at me in the middle of the parking lot and said, Mom, were my people skills better today? (laughs) I'd been coached. Now, while there is always some risk that my professional work comes home to my parenting style, she called me on it. And she made a choice, though, of how she showed up in that moment. She also made the choice to give her mother some feedback. Here is what I love about that reminder. We all need feedback. We all need it to learn and grow. I continue to get called into teams regularly. Where there's difficulty, the team's ready to implode, there's conflict, whatever is going on. And a lot of times it happens because someone should have received some hard feedback somewhere along the way and their patterns of behavior somehow now impacting other people, and other people have reached their point. All because someone, maybe several people, never gave that person the feedback they should have heard in order to learn and grow. And of course, it should be constructive feedback. It should be something to help them be a better professional. And yet when it doesn't happen in our teams, It might cause years of difficulty or lost performance or even some suffering. We all spend a lot of time at work together. Now, in other episodes, we'll focus on delivering that feedback, but here's what I want you to consider for this, receiving the feedback. If someone is honestly giving you feedback to help you be better, thank them. Listen to it wrestle with it. And what happens if I don't, if I'm not welcoming to it, if you come up to me and say, hey, Selena, I'd like to share something with you. If I go all ego on you, if I start making excuses, you will not be that helpful next time. You might for a little while just to give it another go, but at some point you will disconnect and figure, eh, it's not worth it. Yet for us to be able to build and keep healthy relationships in the workplace, that building of the relationship, the strengthening of trust, 
is all built in that moment where you are brave enough to share something with me and my willingness to accept it. Now, of course, there are destructive ways to give feedback, and that's not my focus for this episode. You need clear boundaries. You need safe, productive team relationships. And I have plenty of those unhealthy, destructive stories for a few hundred other episodes. Yet for today, what are some ways in that moment where feedback is being offered to us that we can be better receivers? How can we honor that person telling you? Now, I do understand in many situations, especially in the workplace, that person may be giving me feedback and I might be thinking to myself, well, there's no way that's going to happen because I have a different perspective. Maybe I have different access to information. But the very process that they offered in sharing that with me, the bravery that might have taken, the timing they might have considered to make sure it was the right moment, The fact that they were willing to put themselves out there and share it is what needs to be thanked. Thank them for being brave enough, caring enough, thoughtful enough to tell you. So the next occasion someone says, hey, can I tell you something? May I tell you something? I have something I think you'd like to know. And you know it is some feedback that may be tough to hear about yourself pause. Now that pause can feel like a really long time, but if they are honestly trying to be helpful to you, this is where trust grows. This is where relationships strengthen. And you just never know when you'll need that input to make a better decision, to make a change that will have an even bigger impact for your coworkers, for your customers, for your clients, for your patients. This is even one of my favorite parts of humble leadership and even what I call humble professionalism. Don't mistake it as a weakness. It is a strength to be able to receive feedback from someone else in a attitude of gratitude with grace that says, I appreciate what you just did for me. It doesn't make it easy, though. Trust me, this is not necessarily something I have done well in the past. From very early stories and pictures in my own life that headstrong resistance to listen, carve my own path, chin up in the air has been present. After 27 years of marriage, my amazing husband would tell you that the fastest way to get me to take on a new challenge is to tell me I can't. And after 50 years on this earth, I wish I'd tell I wish I'd learn this sooner. Here is to a lot more decades ahead of learning. May your people skills continue to grow. Why? Because we need you in our organizations today to make that positive impact on others. When someone is offering you the gift of feedback, thank them, learn from it, and make the choice of what you do with it next. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm grateful for your support. I'm excited for this journey, and I wish you all the best. Take care and be well.